Hey everybody and welcome to the Living with Power Hope podcast. Lena Abjammer here. It's so good to be with you. I am excited about the series that we're in. I'm excited that you're back. And if you are subscribed to this podcast, I am even more excited about you being here. No, seriously, we just love having you. We love knowing that you're listening to our, our, our stuff, all of this biblical resources that we're giving you. I hope that you're finding it useful. In fact, we'd love for you to leave a review. Uh, it helps. It brings us to attention when more people talk about us. And so we want people to know about Jesus. We want people to access the many, many resources that we have for you. Uh, most are free. Occasionally, we've got some that you need to buy because we've published them and they look a lot better than the free stuff that we do. Like the desert study that we've got right now. It's an awesome Bible study. The book is easy to navigate. It will honestly drive closer to God. If you're looking for revival, get it. It comes with a six-week DVD series. You can find it on Amazon or at our website, thelivingwithpower.org website. Top of the page, you'll see a picture of the book, and then you can uh, check it out on Amazon or through our website store. Hey, I'm, I'm happy you're here. I am in the middle of doing a series on the desert uh, in honor of the study that we've just released. This is different content than what's in the book, but I wanted to kind of focus our attention on the desert. We're all living in some form of desert at some point or another, and uh, there's all sorts of deserts in our lives. I've talked about the desert of dating. I've talked about the desert of community. One of the most common deserts that we feel is the desert of God's silence. Sometimes we just feel like our life is a desert because we can't hear God. I was thinking a bit about, you know, what to talk about in this um, 15 minutes here to, with you today and uh, what passage of scripture sort of encapsulates, you know, sort of the desert of silence. And probably one of my favorite passages in scriptures is Lamentations chapter three. Nobody talks about Lamentations a whole lot, but Lamentations is a chapter that is about uh, is written by Jeremiah, by the way, who was called the weeping prophet, and he spent a lot of his time sort of in the wilderness and and, and in, a, in a pit, basically, in a prison and a pit. But um, but Ch- Lamentations chapter three is a really sad chapter at the beginning. He talks about his afflictions. Hey, in fact, let me read you some of the stuff that he writes. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me, he, meaning God, turns his hand again and again the whole day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. Man, talk about a desert. He goes on, he has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. He is a bear lying in wait for me, a lion in hiding. He drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. He has filled me with bitterness. He's made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. And then he says this, my soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Ah, oh, it's a heavy passage of scripture, and many people who walk through desert seasons, um, as many of us do, feel the sense that our hope is lost and our endurance has perished. And, and, and so I love the words of Jeremiah moving out of that darkness. He says, remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. And then he goes, my soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. And this, but this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. So he, tw- he twists this narrative in his brain from all of this negativity and defeat and darkness. And then he goes on and says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. And now here, today's topic is hearing God's voice in the desert of his silence. Listen, 
He goes on and says this, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes and let him be filled with insults for the Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. I love, I love this passage of scripture because it really sort of paints this darkness. This man is feeling like walled in and in a desert of silence and he can't make sense of anything. And then he has this, he just flips the scenario in his brain. There's a turnaround. There's a flipping of the script where he starts seeing clearly. And, but, but he urges the silence of waiting and And many of you right now might be walking in a tunnel of silence where you don't hear God and you don't see him and you're feeling like the desert is so dark because of that. And and so how do you hear God's voice in the desert of his silence? And I want to give you just three thoughts if you're in that space. First of all, by the way, before I give you three thoughts, get the study. If you're there, get the study and you will see that God invites us into the desert for a reason. There's something unique about the desert spaces that teaches us things about life and God and ourselves. We need it desperately, the desert. And, and so there's an invitation into it. So get the book. It will help you so much. It comes with a six weeks DVD. Really, it will enrich your life. But, but, but if you can't, don't have time, don't have money, don't have interest, at least listen to these three things. How do you hear God's voice in the desert of silence? Number one, you don't have to hear God's voice in the desert to do what he's already told you to do. Okay. First of all, many of us leave the faith I, I should say many of us, many people, because I haven't, but I have, been, I have been in the darkness of the desert and the silence of God. I've experienced that. I've not left the faith, but I've been tempted and to leave. And I've written a book about my struggle called Fractured Faith. You can get it on Amazon, or I can send you a free copy if you'd like one. Email me if you are in that space. I'd love to send you a copy. And I think when you're in the desert and you can't hear God, the temptation is to think, well, then God must not exist. And the temptation is to then run, go find something else, someone else. This is like the people of Israel in Exodus chapter 32, where Moses had gone up to the mountain. Remember, God was writing the Ten Commandments uh, on a stone, and Moses was meeting with him. He was gone for 40 days, and on day 40, or 39, day 39 actually, the people of Israel said no more. They lost patience. They didn't want to wait because it was too long, too quiet, no word from God yet. They didn't know how long it would be, and so they went up to Aaron, and they said, enough of this Moses, enough of this God, let's make ourselves gods. And they took all their gold and silver and they made an idol to worship. And it was their demise. They ended up roaming 40 years in the wilderness simply because they wouldn't wait for God. And so you don't have to hear God's voice in the desert to, to do what he has already said. God has spoken. If you're in a desert space right now, I as I've been, it, it can be, you can be so focused on the fact that God is not speaking that you miss what he's already spoken. The Christian walk has always been a walk of faith. We walk without seeing. We walk without knowing. We know the basis. What do we know? We know that God's good. How do we know that? Because he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. We know that God keeps his promises. How do we know that? Because he's kept them all through the years. For all the Old Testament, he promised the Savior would come. And indeed, he did come. And uh, he did promise that he would die and rise again. And he did do both. And so the Christian walk has always been a walk of faith. You get to Hebrews 11 and you see over and over examples of men and women in the Bible who learned to walk by faith. They did not always get the memo. But when they did, God reassured them that they were not crazy, that they were walking down the right path. And the Christian walk is revealed by how well we obey what God has already spoken. It's like the desert tests us. Do we believe God? We say we do, but do we really believe him? Well, how do you behave? How do you react in the desert? And 
I find that many of us say we trust God a lot more than we do, but we're living our lives in a way that is trying to live uh, out without needing him. And so the Christian walk is usually revealed by how well we obey what God has already said. If you don't obey God in the desert, if you don't hang on to what he's already spoken, then you might not have a very vibrant relationship with God. You might think you do, but the desert is what tests you. And that's how you reveal whether you're a Christian. Now, we fail the test sometimes, and God in his grace keeps us. So I'm not suggesting that if you failed, I, I, I've documented my failures in books. So I have a lot of compassion in, for people who have failed in the desert. But I just want to remind you that just because you don't have a, a, you're not hearing him this minute, go to what you know. There are things he has spoken to us in his word. Hang on to those things until you feel like he's, you know, pointing and you, you know, maybe you're waiting for him to speak about who you're going to marry or where you're going to live or what job you're going to take. And he's already spoken a lot about who he is and what and how he acts. And so uh, learn and, and apply those things in your life. Here's a second big idea, hearing God's voice in the desert of his silence. Uh, the second, the first big idea was you don't have to hear God's voice in the desert to do what he's already said. Number two is this, you cannot hear God's voice in the desert until you stop talking and listen in silence. Uh, one of the Christian disciplines that is often neglected in modern-day Christianity is uh, the, the discipline of silence and solitude. We are heavily engaged with noise and people all the time through our phones, through social media. I'm amazed in my life in the last six months how, health, how much healthier I feel since turning down the noise of social media. And there's been some negatives to that. I don't post as much personal content. We do a lot of ministry content, but it has been an intentional change because it was sucking the life out of me. I couldn't hear God. I need more. I, you know, I work a lot of hours in the, in the telehealth job that I do, and, and, and I also run the ministry. And so I didn't have a lot of hours left over. And if I give all my hours to social media, then I don't have any hours for God. And so I needed to fight for that time of silence and solitude. And you cannot hear God's voice in the noise. So if you, and you could say, well, I'm in the desert. There's no noise in the desert. Oh, no, you're wrong. You can hear every insect. Have you ever been hiking in the desert? You hear the crickets. You hear the insects. You can hear the snakes rattle. It's scary. You got to turn down that noise, all of it, the noise of your own thoughts, the noise of your fears, the noise of your doubts, and listen to God in silence. And it takes energy to get to that place. You can do breathing exercises. You can quiet your soul. You can, you know, get apps. Now, a lot of apps have, 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 have like readings of scripture and Lectio Divina, different things like that. They're so enriching that, that slow down. You know, we're so, even when I listen to podcasts, my temptation is to double speed them. But I love these apps. There's, uh, I listened to one, the Lectio Divina app. It's uh, 365 days a year where they read through scripture and comment, you know, to guide you into pausing and reflecting. And you cannot, physically, you cannot double speed it. And my first week doing it, I was really frustrated. I wanted to double speed it until I realized this is a gift from God because the whole point is to slow you down. God's voice is best heard in silence and his voice is best discerned in solitude. In fact, this is what Lamentations 3, why I, I, I gravitated to that passage of scripture because that's what he says in the verses that are read. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Let him sit alone in silence. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. So are you practicing this gift of silence and solitude where you're tuning into the Lord? Uh, I found that even my inner turmoil has been the loudest turmoil that needs to go down. And it's by God's grace, I've been practicing this ability to, to meditate on scripture and to let his voice fill my, my heart as opposed to the voice of you know, my own worst enemy, which is 
the voice of negativity in my life that tells me how everything is so bad all the time. And we need to retrain that voice. So God's voice is often best heard in the desert. For some reason, we have a harder time listening to his voice when there's a lot of partying and noise around us. And so, so, so first God puts us in a desert, which is an invitation to listen to him. But then in the desert, we also have to turn down the noise of our own mind and listen to his word. And you do it by immersing your mind in scripture. You do it by immersing your mind in the character of God and the attributes of God and the word of scripture. And let it, let it, let, you know, play the, the word of God in, in, in a number of different, we have gift, the gift of technology now that we can use it to immerse ourselves with God content. And so let's, let's, let's do that. And so let's stop talking and listen in silence and practice this gift of silence. And I think in one of the, um, well, I was going to say that one of the, one of the, uh, podcast that I'm doing. I think we've got a couple more on this concept of desert, and I'm going to do one on the desert fathers. But, um, but, but they all practiced that. Jesus practiced silence and solitude with the Lord in a bit, and he had a busier schedule than all of us will. I mean, he did more in three years of ministry than any of us will ever do in our life, and yet he did it with, with intense intentionality and in taking time alone with God in silence, alone. All right. So you don't have to hear God's voice to do what he's already said. You can't hear God's voice until you stop talking and listen in silence. And thirdly, you won't hear God's voice in the desert until you're willing to submit to his ways. The reality is that, you know, it's, God isn't going to arm wrestle you to hear him. I mean, he's spoken already. We have his voice. It's in the book of the 66 books of the Bible. The canon of scripture is there. You want to hear his voice, open it and read it out loud. But God's silence is often a time for us to self-examine, and it is also a time for us to agree to submit to his ways. By the way, a lot of his silence is a time for us, I mean, but sometimes God's silence is, is there because we have rejected his ways. And so one of the first things you want to do, if you can't hear God, by the way, you know, the title of this session is Hearing God's Voice in the Desert of His Silence. A, a very important question is, maybe you can't hear him because of the sin in your life. Have you repented of the sin? Our God is a holy God. He's perfect and holy. And though we approach him only by the grace of God through the blood of Christ shed for us, we are dressed in the robe of righteousness that allows us access to God the Father so that Hebrews tells us we can approach him, the throne of grace with boldness. But, but nonetheless, we cannot approach him with known sin in our life. So uh, maybe this time where you can't hear God is a time that should be spent in self-examination and reflection and repentance of admitting God, I've been wrong. Uh, repentance is, is simply put submission to his ways. It's saying, God, I'm wrong and you're right. And, and then the willingness to change. And doesn't mean you do it magically all at once. It might take daily, you know, F changes and God, you know, I don't know, there's a lot. I mean, that's another podcast. I've done a lot of podcasts on repentance and change. But, but for today, the point is this time of silence is, is an important time where you have to be willing to submit to his ways. Otherwise, you might not hear God's voice. So are you willing to submit to his ways? Uh, is there anything in your life that's standing in the way of hearing God's voice? In Isaiah chapter 59, I believe it is, um, it's a convicting verse of scripture. And I don't think we like to hear these verses anymore, but they're in scripture for a reason. It says in chapter 59 of Isaiah, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save or his ear dull that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins have hidden your, his face from you so that he does not hear. Is that you today? Maybe it is time to repent. And, and what does that look like? Well, it looks like submitting, like saying, God, I'm not right. You're right. And I'm wrong. Are you willing to do that? And if you're not, maybe you're not going to hear God. I don't know. Uh, I mean, unless God speaks punishment or judgment or 
I don't, I, I can't say. I just know there's a cost to ignoring God and willfully disobeying that will catch up with us, all of us. And God is so merciful. It may take years before he says, okay, you know, it's time that you listen up. I don't know. I just know that today is the day of salvation, Hebrews says. Today, harden not your heart. And so maybe this podcast is a reminder to submit to God and to repent to him. Take some time. I'm going to end the podcast here in a minute. Uh, God's silence is a time of waiting until he speaks. I, I really believe that. I believe if you're in a season right now of desert where you're not hearing, hearing God, don't give up. Uh, there is a thirst and a longing that is deepened when we're in a desert where maybe you have submitted to God. Maybe you have repented of your sin and maybe you are obeying God to the best of your ability. And maybe you are in a season of silence. Maybe even you don't have even community and you're yearning for God. Listen, rest assured that the, the same prophet who wrote Lamentations, who wrote about how hard and and his endurance had perished, and his hope from the Lord had perished. And, and yet when he started thinking about God's goodness, he used the same guy who wrote, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. He went on and wrote, The Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. And so take heart. We serve a God who sees, he knows. Let this time of testing purify your faith, draw you closer to God. I've often wondered, like, like, how do we learn to love God more? When we want Him more, when we yearn for Him more, there's seasons of desert that stir our longing for God. Tell Him, tell Him, God, I need you, I want you, and I can't live without you. And, and I promise you, God is, um, God is listening. He sees, He may be silent, but He's not absent. Uh, I think there's a book written on that, but they had a better title with it. But anyway, I'm going to end the podcast. Why don't you do this at the end of this podcast? It's only been 17 and a half minutes. Imagine this is a 20-minute podcast. Mark your watch, two minutes, and do some breathing exercises. Breathe in, two, three, breathe out one, five times. You know, one, I can't even, you know, I'm, I'm so poor at stopping in silence. But in principle, you can breathe in three beats, breathe out five beats. Um, you can repeat something like breath prayer, like say, you know, Abba, Father, I'm yours. You know, there's different things. You know, God have mercy on me. You know, certain things that you can just pray in, pray out. Uh, I think, I think um, Brendan Manning used to pray, Abba, Father, I belong to you. You know, something like that. Abba, Father, I belong to you. Sort of take some time and meditate on these truths. God, you know, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. You know, God, I'm here. You know, Lord, speak. Your servant hears. You know, whatever it is that you can meditate on, fix your mind on. Take a couple minutes and in silence, wait on God. Let him speak. Let him quiet down the noise in your soul and listen to him speak. Would you do that? Would you do that? I'm not going to mark the clock. We're going to end the podcast. Just a reminder, check out our website, livingwithpower.org. I'd love to hear from you. If you need prayer, why don't we end with this today? Just email me, lena at livingwithpower.org. If you um, have any needs, really, we'd love to be here for you. So I uh, urge you to come back next week. We're going to talk about the desert of temptation. Who of us doesn't need that? And in the meantime, have a blessed day. I'll be back with you next week. Uh, Blessed is happy. So have a happy day. Have a God-filled day. Have a God-honoring day. Have a full day of God's goodness. And I'll see you again next week.